Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Wingardium Leviosa. I'm sure Ron was thinking that the entire time that he was driving a Ford Anglia to Ford Privet Drive all the way from his house. But what he didn't realize was that he didn't tell the plump redhead where he was going. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Weasley, you have failed your beautiful mother. And what have, what have our mothers always taught us? Never fail them. Jacob, how are you, my guy? Doing well, and I'm not feeling my mother. Nope. Uh, so, doing better than Ronald Weasley, that's for sure. And I'm doing better than the twins, who are also deceiving their mother, Mrs. Weasley. But I digress, because Jacob, we are here to talk about chapter three of the second book of the Harry Potter's book series, The Chamber of Secrets, chapter three, The Burrow. Jacob, please take us through this wonderful chapter and what went down in the burrow. Yeah, the wonderful chapter actually begins at Harry's window where we left off at the last one. And obviously Ron, uh, looking through the window, sees Harry along with his, his nice brothers, Fred and George, the tricksters. They picked him up in a flying car. Pretty uh, interesting to say the least. And honestly, great friends, great friends. Um, they didn't know why he was not answering the messages. So they just said, well, let's just go, let's go get him. Let's go save him. And that's exactly what they did. Um, it was a bit of a hassle though, trying to get through all those like barricades, getting all his stuff from the cupboards, but they were able to do it. Um, it was a little hard though, because Vernon, he tried his best to make sure Harry would never go back to Hogwarts. He grabbed his ankle, tried to stop him, didn't work. They all had in that Ford car flying away. Pretty big win, I'd say, for the wizarding world to get Harry back. And exactly, big dub, big dub for sure. So along the way, um, obviously Harry has to tell them about the whole incident with Dobby. And that was pretty uh, interesting for for Harry, obviously, but also to them. And they didn't really believe him once he said that Dobby was trying to warn him not to go back to Hogwarts. They were thinking, yeah, it's kind of fishy, kind of dodgy. And yeah, uh, they didn't, they thought that it must be Malfoy's house elf at the end of the day. And he was just playing a trick on you to maybe try to uh, make you not come back to Hogwarts. And that's kind of what they decided probably was pretty, uh, pretty uh, straightforward, honestly. So eventually they go back home. They arrive to the borough, the, the nice little nice home um, of the Mal, uh, the not the Malfoys, the Weasleys. And they meet up with shortly after they arrive, the plump redhead. The plump. The plump redhead is not very happy with them. No. Because uh, they left in the middle of the night in a flying car. Uh, they could have been seen. They could have been hurt, but they weren't. They arrived back. 
there she's obviously mad at her boys but she's happy to see harry she's very fond of harry um mm -hmm. as she knitted him a sweater in the past she's obviously trying to feed him and everything and obviously the weasley the boys they're trying to justify that they needed to come and get harry saying he they were starving him they were locked locked him up and i mean they did at the at the dursley's house um yeah i mean that's most of the chapter eventually father weasley arthur weasley comes back home turns out he works at the ministry of magic with muggle artifacts which is very kind of interesting uh, parallel how this wizarding family, obviously very wizard-like, and then the the dad's job is with muggle stuff, which is kind of cool. Anyways, besides the point, and obviously we also meet Ginny, Ginny Weasley, the youngest Weasley. She comes downstairs. She has a pretty darn big crush on Harry, and... She just uh, fumbles a lot in front of him because, I mean, young love. It's just, that's that's what it is. And eventually they go out, do some chores. They do the gnoming. What is it called? Gnoming? I think, I it? think it's gnoming. Gnoming, yeah. Gnome. Uh, anyways, so they're chucking, they're chucking gnomes, doing some chores around the house. Um, yeah, Miss, and then Mr. Weasley comes back. He meets Harry. And it turns out he loves messing with a lot of muggle stuff and he's just so interested in these little trinkets and whatnot and i mean that's pretty much most of the chapter um mrs weasley also fawns over gilderoy lockhart and i believe in this chapter they also get a list of new books uh that they need to get for the next semester of hogwarts mm -hmm. and turns out most of them are written by gilderoy rock lockhart and yeah um anything else i I missed there that you want to add? No, I think that's like like the a rough overview. That's it basically yeah. everything that happened in chapter three of the Chamber of Secrets. It wasn't. I I I liked it. it I'm gonna say it. I liked it. It was it was not obviously it wasn't one of my favorites, but mm -hmm. it was really nice to see. This is like a a wizarding house, a wizarding family, and even in the description, how. Uh, JKR basically like says like this is like a small house but it looks like even there's like levels added to it and the way it's like crooked it looks like it's being enchanted by magic and then we see around the house there's like chores being done with magic so it's just it's a typical wizarding house and it's like our first kind of glance at it and obviously we would have seen it earlier if Harry wasn't locked away and had all his letters stolen by Dobby Cursed Dobby. Ugh. Cursed Dobby. <laughs> Shame on him. We love Dobby, but we love Dobby, but not, not very yet. nice. Not yet. Not, not yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Uh well, what kind of caught your eye in this chapter or didn't catch your eye? Like what caught my eye the most in this is more like it's mostly a joke. But did JKR invent gifts? Think about it. So we go in and when Harry's in the Weasley's kitchen, we see that she has all of these Gilderoy Lockhart books where it's a moving picture of uh, Gilderoy Lockhart just continuously smiling and winking in a continuous motion. So essentially that is what a GIF is. It's doing the exact same thing over okay. and over again in a constant okay. loop. So the creator of GIF, did they take their inspiration from harry potter i don't know it's just something to think about 
That's interesting. We'll have to go look back at the timeline of when gifts were created. I'm pretty sure it's well after the Second descriptions book. of these, <laughs> the descriptions of these um, pictures that always move and seemingly in a loop. I don't know. Maybe you're onto something. I or maybe she be. was onto something, actually. But Jacob, aside from the gifts, what was one thing that you absolutely like loved about this chapter? Something that stood out or even something you hated? Just lay it on me. Um, yeah, probably going back to just like the, the descriptions about the house. Very interesting. Um, it, it's like we know that the Weasley family is not very wealthy, but they still they still get by. And there's even the mention of uh, how Miss Weasley wished she could have a house elf to help out with the chores. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It seems like she's managing with like the the, the dishes are being done by itself. Um, she's the clocks like uh, letting her know when certain tasks need to be done and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think the saber tooth tiger, the plump redhead, Miss mm -hmm. Weasley, I don't know, she's getting by and I don't know, I just really like this chapter for just, it's inviting Harry into their home and it's like, it's almost like a second home or even a real home for him outside of Hogwarts, which yeah. is very interesting to me. So I don't know, overall, pretty, I don't know, the house was the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me. No, hands down, that was the same thing for me. It's like, aside from gifts, the, the biggest standout had to be the house. Just because the way that JKR described the house and the way that she really just, I was reading it and I was just envisioning how everything was laid out in the house, how the clock had no numbers. It just had the time mm -hmm. of when tasks were supposed to be, like you mentioned, and then cleaning the dishes and doing all the chores, except for denoming. It was just one of those chapters that though it didn't, it didn't give you much in terms of excitement and storytelling, it, it was just one of those chapters that it was a feel-good chapter. I felt really yeah. good reading this chapter. I was like, this is an uplifting chapter. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's exactly how I felt. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's nice to see that Harry, he felt comfortable and at yeah. home. And it's not his home. It's not where he grew up or anything. But as soon as he got there, he's like, Ron is like, kind of like, yeah, it's not that great and whatnot. But like, Harry's like, no, this is awesome. I love it here. And like, yeah. it's like, he wishes he could, it almost feels like he wishes he could be like adopted by them and just live there forever. Yeah. <laughs> which, which brings up a point. And this was a point that um, it came into my head in chapter four, when we're reading it um, at Flourish and Blots. Harry's rich. Like theoretically, he could <laughs> like pay rent at the Weasley's house. And if not even pay rent, he could like, give them a little bit of cash give well, them a grant <laughs> yeah give them like a grant or something yeah. for the time being and then just he can live with them instead of him having to go back to the dursleys every summer if only i think that would be that would make a lot of sense and like mm. the Weas the the dursleys they don't want him they like always like are mean to him and everything they they lock all his stuff away they lock him in his room they put all the bars shut even if they know he's not allowed to use magic now, but like they do all that stuff. And like, if he really wanted to, he could leave. And why, why are they doing all this to make sure he's stuck there? If they don't want him like, let, I don't know, maybe, uh, 
let him go. Let him let him leave. I mean, I understand they're his caretakers. He's not 18 yet. Um, I don't know legally if they could do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Why not? Let him go. Free him. That was one thing. I'm so happy you brought this up because it almost slipped my mind. I'm. <laughs> it made no sense to me when the twins and Ron were breaking Harry out of Ford Privet Drive. Why the Dursleys were fighting back. Like, you don't want him. You said, like, when the Masons came over in Chapter 2, you told him to act as if you're not there. Now, you don't have to act as if he's not there because he's not going to be there. So why is there so much resistance to keep Harry at Four Privet Drive if you don't want him? Like, that's what just doesn't make any sense to me is you want to send him to a trash boarding school where he's going to get beat every three seconds. You're going to feed him through like what was like a dog door like the yeah like a dog door and you're going to bar up his entire his window so he can't go out and he can't use magic and his owl is trapped in a cage like bro he's trying to leave but you don't want him yet you want him to stay it's like make it make sense yeah i don't it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and it's almost like that's just like a piece of the plot that's not necessarily supposed to make sense it's just kind of like how the story works yeah i don't know it it doesn't make sense at all and like that's just like they've had years of it with him not going to hogwarts and they just hate him and now that he has the opportunity to leave and go to a boarding school where he likes and they're just so like against it like i guess part of it is like they want to completely have no magic revolved in their life and i guess harry is still a part of their life no matter what so they're just trying to like rid it in a way without i don't know by making him not go to hogwarts but also keeping him there while he's already been exposed to it so it's like i don't know doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either no but what you're saying makes sense it's like it's kind of like whole psychological game that they're trying to play (laughs) and it's like who are they playing it with that's just that's i got so many questions reading like you know what you should do, Jacob? At the end of this entire series, at the end of seven books, let's just go back and be like, what didn't make sense about this? <laughs> like, I feel like there's, as much as we like marvel over like how like in depth a lot of the explanations of how like great this story is, there is a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. And like, that's mm-hmm. natural for a, a huge story like this. But I think the good obviously outweighs the bad, like, by a lot and that's why harry potter has such a big fandom um yeah do you think that because we've watched the movies and we haven't read the books yet that and we have like this preconceived notion of like we know what's going to happen that whenever we think like this doesn't make any sense we're kind of thinking like okay but like in the seventh and eighth movie like this happens like why is like this isn't making sense or like in the fourth movie this happens so like I don't know. Like, that's just how yeah. I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, it could be messing with the way we kind of look at things, but I don't know. I don't know. I think there is just naturally some stuff that just doesn't, make doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Even at the time, like, even if you know a little bit, like what's going to happen, some of it just, I don't know. It almost feels like plot hole, but it's not really a plot hole. Exactly. Um, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Who's, who, who, who's the winner of this chapter for you? It's, it's i found it was kind of hard yeah 
to pick, but uh, I'm curious what you say. So for me, it, it was so hard. So I kind of, I, uh, I retreated and instead of picking one, I picked a bunch, just okay. the Weasleys, like the okay. Weasleys as a whole, Mrs. Yeah. Weasley, Mr. Weasley, Ron, mm-hmm. um, George, Fred, but not Percy, Ginny. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Percy. I hate Percy. Mm. Yeah, even in this chapter, there's like only vague mentions of it. And there are a little bit in the next few, but we won't touch on that. But in this one, it's just, it basically just saying like Percy's like locked away in his room and doesn't really like, is really talking to anyone. He wouldn't even lend the owl to the other Weasley so that they can send one off to Harry or something. So it's like, I don't know, what's wrong with that guy? He's, I feel like there's something going on with that, maybe. I- I forget who I was talking to about this because um, when I told them we were doing a podcast and I was we, I was talking to them about this chapter specifically, they're like, yo, Ron, like, Percy was definitely, like, in his room just, like, jerking off all summer and, like, nobody saw it. <laughs> it was, like, one of those uh, weird things where I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Well, who knows? Uh, perhaps. Maybe that's, that's what happened. Hmm. Uh, my favorite character, it was it's similar in that vein. Because I don't, I don't know. Harry wasn't that great this chapter. Yeah. He was just there, kind of. Um, it was just Miss Weasley. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I have like a little bit of bias coming from the movie, but that scene, even in this in the book as well, is just so funny. When when they come back and then she just rants at them, and I don't know. I think she's like a very interesting character. Uh, the way they, <laughs> the way she calls her uh, J.K. Rowling saber tooth tiger, like yeah. what, the, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even quite understand what that analogy even means. Do you? Maybe it's like some sort of like way to say she's a cougar, like in a weird way, like <laughs> yeah, like because she said plump it, redhead, it, and then like it could be, and then she loves Gilderoy Lockhart. So, uh. and we find out next chapter that she's not the only lady who likes Gilderoy. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I plump redhead was pretty interesting. Um, that yeah, and then that kind of leads to my favorite quote as well, which was that quote where, um, "Bed's empty, no note, car gone. Could have crashed out of my mind with worry. Did you care? Never as long as I've lived. You wait until your father gets home. We've never had trouble like this with Percy." <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I I really like that. Um that part in this chapter and i definitely do have a bit of a bias from the movie that scene is too funny um but yeah that was that was kind of my favorite part of this section i mean there wasn't a whole lot this is just it also is kind of a bit of like a introduction chapter into their home and their kind of family dynamics so i don't know this one wasn't that deep so that was just kind of the one that caught my eye no, for sure. Um, I love that whole sequence when they come back from rescuing Harry and then just like the whole talking back and forth between Mrs. Weasley and then the twins when I, I think it was either Fred or George who said, oh yeah, Percy, blah, blah, blah. And then Mrs. Weasley's like, yeah, you should, you should take a, a note out of his yeah. book. <laughs> you should take a page out of his book. It's one. It's It's similar to how like we think of Dumbledore in that sense, like we're like no matter what Dumbledore does, we're not gonna question him. Like not even we're not gonna question him yet. And it's kind of like for Percy. It's like no matter what Percy does, you're not gonna question him because it's perfect Percy. Prefect perfect, perfect prefect Percy. Yep. Triple so, P. 
Shout out my guy, Percy. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, Jacob, my favorite quote was a little bit more in the beginning of the chapter. I love the sequence when they were rescuing Harry from, from Fort Privet Drive. Yeah. And my favorite one was when the twins were kind of like breaking into the window and then Ron and Harry were talking like, hey, you like I can't use any magic right now because then I'm going to get my second notice in three days, blah, blah, blah. And then the twins are basically saying, don't worry, like, we're just going to do this old school. <laughs> it's, it's, quote, a lot of wizards think it's a waste of time knowing this sort of muggle trick, said Fred. But we feel their skills worth learning, even if they are a bit slow. They're using a hairpin just to pin the lock open on the windowsill. It's like, <laughs> both you and I are muggles. Do you know yeah. how to like pick a lock with a no, hairpin? But I've never, I've never actually done that. That's, is that a real thing? Do people actually do that? Like, is like aside from like a fantasy, like, is that a real thing? I, I feel like certain it's a locks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Certainly. Like there's definitely like, I know my mom's kind of weird. So we have like some like next unbreakable lock. Now somebody's going to come mm. break into my house just to prove it's, <laughs> it's breakable. Hairpin. But like, I'm pretty sure that you don't, you can but it's like hard and difficult because yeah. like it's like have you ever like seen when people like put their ear to a safe and like they're listening for the click yeah so i have this safe that i've never been able to open for like 15 years i'm 22 now we've had the safe since i was seven i can't open it like every other like month i'll put my ear to it and start like turning it like <laughs> you don't hear anything uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> fake movie scenes this it's all it's all a myth pink Come panther on. really did us dirty <laughs> it set us up for failure for the rest of our lives brutal. just brutal um there actually there was another quote that i liked it was literally at the end of the chapter it's when ron is showing harry his room and he's just describing he's like it's it's small it's not like your huge room at your muggle home showing off all his posters and everything and and like saying complaining about the ghoul in the attic and then harry's like no this is the best house i've ever been in and then says ron's ears went pink and it's just like i don't know it was a very wholesome moment and it's just like the friendship is just getting better and better as time goes on and it's just beautiful and it's crazy because they haven't seen each other for what like what like three months and they've only been friends for like a year at that point so mm -hmm. for three months out of the 12 months they haven't seen each other but their friendship just kept growing stronger and stronger throughout that period like even when dobby was there was when dobby was at harry's room and yeah. harry like he had to hold himself back from saying the word um ron and hermione because he would just feel pain if he said those words and mm. I thought it was such a wholesome thing. I loved it. I love Ron and Harry's relationship. Like, I think their friendship is my favorite, like, fictional friendship of all time. Mm. Like, I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Like, there's, like, sure, like, there's some in Marvel, like, you could say, are like, like, Thor and then the raccoon and Rocket the raccoon. That's pretty funny. But it's, it's there's just something between the Ron and Harry, like, fictional friendship where you just see them grow up together and i think that aspect of seeing them grow up from year one to year two and then eventually we're going to see them in year seven just how special their bond is over time yeah no it definitely is um 
something special and it's very interesting how it it grows and it like evolves and like the dynamics of having everyone else in Gryffindor um it's very interesting for sure um anything else you want to add before you get to broomsticks I like this chapter that's really all I want to say I just like this chapter okay all right yeah it's pretty good pretty good one give me something else give me something you want to talk about unless if unless we've talked about everything then let's go to broomsticks I don't I don't think there's anyone to really hate in this chapter no. um, so I like I, even the Dursleys they don't play a big enough part no, to where barely Vernon that's it like mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to do his best to make sure Harry doesn't go go off to Hogwarts Petunia he's getting Hogwarts. away yeah that's it that's like all they do and then wait, wait. side note side note so mm-hmm. I recently built the Lego set that I showed right. you the other day and I posted to our Instagram. So make sure if you're not following our Instagram to go and follow it. It's just another chapter pod. Um, Jacob, I was building the Lego and I was like, oh, I can't wait for them to give me the fat Vernon Dursley, like little miniature, miniature figure. I'm going to zoom this up to the camera. So if you don't, if you don't see it on the, on the audio version, it's on our Instagram and YouTube. Do you see how skinny he is? Yeah, they, it's because they don't. How are you gonna make a fat Lego piece? You but they made really a short like look, and then this is Petunia. Oh, so she's sure. like also very skinny. But if you look at Dudley, okay, Dudley is short as fuck. So like, if you can make yeah. him short, you can obviously make him wider. I guess. <laughs> like Dobby and Dobby and Petunia are the same size. Okay, the Lego pieces. Okay, the proportions and, and are pieces. a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay just saying well maybe you should file a complaint and get the get those lego sets recalled oh let's do it and then if i keep doing <laughs> it eventually i'll like build up enough credit in lego to get the actual hogwarts lego set which is like six thousand pieces which free i've wanted for like five years mm-hmm. free of charge that's the goal i'd love that all right broomsticks for me Three out of five. I thought it was good. Nothing really kind of special. Still the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, The best part, what is just the dynamics from the Weasley family and just how Harry feels at home right away. That's like, that's pretty much all this chapter really is. It's just a nice little like family wholesome chapter. Um, Harry loves it. He loves to get away from the Dursleys. And yeah, I don't know, not, not much else that would warrant a higher or lower grade for me. Three out of five. I had it at a three out of five until we had this conversation for this uh, podcast. Just that I think the relationship between Ron and Harry, is just, it was so special. And then just seeing Harry fit in perfectly, like, you know, Mrs. Weasley, just like feeding him and loving him. And then twins being so nice to him and Ginny just mm-hmm. kind of being so shy. I have to give it a four out of five just for that reason. Like the Weasleys and Ron, the sorry, the Weasleys and Harry's relationship, I think is very special. Hmm. Yeah, it is special. I'm going to keep it at three out of five, but I, I can see how you give it four out of five because it is, although it's like, it's not super exciting in this chapter. Hmm. It's still very important in the development, the ongoing development and the, just the relationships between the Weasleys and harry and they all they all seem to be fond of him pretty much so it's i don't know typical typical harry just fitting right in well done harry 
Well done. Shout out my man, Harry. HP. HP indeed. And that it will do it for us from just another chapter. Jacob and Joe, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter.